Hello, everybody, and welcome to Make, Make That, that Game. The AGDQ breakdown episode thing. Um, yeah. This isn't going to be a normal episode where we talk about game ideas. So if that's what you're here for, go back and listen to your favorite episode. Give us a week. <laughs> but um, yeah, awesome games done quick just happened. Woo. It was great. How exciting is that? I mean, it's sad that it's over, honestly. Oh, by the way, I'm Isaac. <laughs> I'm Claire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just so hype. We're just yeah, so, we're hyped so hyped about G- GDQ and all the speedruns that we forgot our names. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's see. Should should we talk about what AGDQ or speedruns is, or should we say you should have been there for the live stream? You should have been there for I'll the just, previous episode. I'll just do we just rest. assume that the people here are big AGDQ heads? I think we have to assume that we might always have a first listener. Let's just... Okay. I'm just going to quickly summarize. So AGDQ stands for Awesome Games Done Quick. It's a speed running marathon. So people playing video games as fast as they can. Um, you know, there's world records. There's groups that do this. You practice all the time. This is like a big deal. Uh, and it's a 24-hour, 24-7 marathon. So they start on a Sunday. They end on like Sunday and that like 1 to 2 a.m. the next week. And um, it it raises money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. That was this one's. Um, They also do it in the summer. So that's what it is. That's the one sentence summary of what we're talking about. So we love it. We love speed runs. We love watching. We love donating during them. Um, We love the whole thing. It's an amazing time of year. It should be a national holiday for all nations. Should be. It should be. Uh, Yeah. So that being said, Isaac, what was one of your favorite runs that we got to see this uh, AGDQ? My favorite run. So uh, I actually have two of them, and it's pretty funny because they're basically the bookends um, in my eyes. Not literally, because they it's, it's the second and the penultimate run, respectively. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, just because Legend of Zelda like Breath of the Wild is a goofy, glitchy game. So it is wild. It's like 30 minutes, I think. Breath was of there. the Wild, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, it starts off right off the bat, like they phase through a wall and then they never stop phasing through walls. They never take normal doors. They just, they uh, get behind like little shrines. They're like little domes that usually you have this long cinematic that a gate opens up. You, you put like your tablet inside of a little thing. The gate opens up. You take an elevator down. No, they just get behind it and then they like roll through it and walls they're inside. Are, walls are really a suggestion um, in speedrunning. <laughs> in, in the best speedruns, walls are a suggestion. Sometimes they're, the games force you to obey the walls and it's bad. But um, there's that. They have cool things like... Um, I forget exactly how they did it, but they were basically sliding through the air at rapid speeds. It was like a um, it was like a shield glitch. Like they jump and then they did something with their shield to just like float basically. Yeah, yeah. just extremely fast through through the air, um, go wherever they want, almost like instantaneously. And then uh, obviously it shows off extreme skill when they're fighting like the end game bosses with the 
only equipment that they can find and they have very precise windows where it's like safe to attack and because breath of the wild's mechanics are um the durability of items reduces as you use them you know you have to keep track of exactly how many arrows you have you can't waste any or like you or you have to go out of your way to get extra to have them to waste if you aren't like fully confident if you want to prepare for like marathon luck and yeah exciting stuff and then on the other end of gdq was pokemon legends arceus which didn't really have so many glitches as much as it did just have wild skillful gameplay like the runner was when it wasn't a cutscene, constantly moving constantly throwing balls constantly keeping track of how many research points they they needed how many research tasks they were getting and it was just such a like precise skill intensive like constantly on except the cutscenes run and i thought that was really cool how about you claire favorite run or runs i know you gave me one but i gave you two what do you mean i gave you one sorry you asked for one but i gave you two (laughs) um I, well, first I want to say I I also liked those runs that you described. I think, so I actually just started playing Breath of the Wild, which brings me to one very quick GDQ tangent as I do love it because I get, I get excited to play video games. Like I'm like, I want to try that. I want to do that game. That game looks cool. Like that's kind of a fun part of GDQ. And I, um, and I, and we have Breath of the Wild. Isaac's, Isaac's played it. And I was like, man, like I love Legends of Zelda. I should try it. So I started last night actually. Um, I think I would have enjoyed the Breath of the Wild run better if I had at least played even five minutes of it, like just to, <laughs> just to understand. Well, because I, th- I think some runs it is like, if you know how it normally goes, it just makes it so much more fun to watch uh, yep. the abnormal playthrough, like knowing how the temples really work in, in Breath of the Wild would would have made it that much funnier <laughs> to see <laughs> how it goes. Um, and then, yeah, the Pokemon run was great. As well, um, my what, some of my favorites, I feel like, I was saying, I felt like this year didn't hit as hard as, as last year's summer games. Um, yes. I think there's a couple things going on with that. One being last, the summer games done quick was really my first GDQ, like full watch through, full excitement mm-hmm. for it, which had a big impact. It also had two of my top video games featured, which was... They can't beat the top video games. No, it was Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and then it was um, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion, which, like, the fact that Turnip Boy even made it in was amazing. And so that, you know, like, you can't beat it. If you have two of your favorite games, you can't beat it. So I was just hyped. I also think we discovered more games we were interested in playing last year. Like, we had a whole list of things that we discovered just by watching GDQ. Um... And I feel that's like that's the best part. Yeah, I feel like we don't really have that this year, though. I mean, I had games I wanted to play, yeah. but they weren't like new games I'd never tried before. I was like, oh, Breath of the Wilds existed in our house for a while. I should really play <laughs> that's that true. game. It encouraged you to actually play it. Yeah, actually, you're right. Uh, last summer games done quick. I, I feel like I walked away with a list of games that I wanted to try. Uh, the ones that I actually did try. Uh, I have so many games on backlog anyways I can't I just can't do it but yeah this one um I have a very small list yeah so anyway all that being said one of my favorites was Kirby's Adventure which was from on the Wii um and we're gonna talk a little more about the Kirby blocks uh, later but um (laughs) I really liked watching that one not necessarily due to the like methods used in the speed run though they were pretty good 
Um, but because it was so, Kirby's Adventure is a redo of an old old Kirby game. So it's very old style, and I love Kirby games. And I hadn't, but I started with Forgotten Land, so I don't really know like the lore of Kirby. I haven't played old games, so I think for me it was just really fun to watch like one of the early games exist. You know, like yeah. to see the see the character design, like see the world design, see what's very similar, see what's different. Like that was super fun for me to just see that. Um, play out and then my other favorite run was the Dark Souls 2 Scholar of Sins or whatever Scholar of the First Sin <laughs> okay it was really close yeah. I, lo- I loved that one I so like I mean I played Elden Ring for probably a cumulative like 35 minutes let's say <laughs> hey that's enough um, so I understand a little bit about Dark Souls like how it works how you play and the runner was just so fun to watch. He was so excited to just like be there. He started running in like 2020 and was just like, oh my God, I never would have imagined I'm here. Like I'm going like they're like going back and forth for the world record in that game. Um there was the so fact many that it crossed two million. Yeah, we reached two million donations during the game. They were like, it was just so fun to watch. And and of course, like it's really fun to watch a Dark Souls game where they take out the boss in like, like thirty seconds. Oh, you know, like yeah, that's the bosses, just like <laughs> the bosses he was obliterating at such like low levels with such low stats and practically like no equipment. I'm like, that's all I needed to do, really. I just needed to get one little rapier, and that boss would have been thirty seconds. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The no equipment's always great because it's like, why well, take the time to put on clothes? We're just gonna run around and like, I don't know. So that would that would really got me. I thought that was really fun to watch, and it was a great length. I think it was like like an hour and twenty minutes. It's like a perfect. Yeah, yeah. A, a tight ninety. A tight ninety. We love a tight ninety. Yeah, I can't. I can't <laughs> watch like. I don't know. I feel like there is a perfect length for a speed run. I, I kind of don't like the super super short ones because I don't get to like settle into it as much. Speaking of super, super short ones, I just remembered Ocarina of Time, which was fun to be on the couch with me because it was estimated like 35 minutes or something, and we were hitting like the 25-minute mark. I was like, hold on a second. They haven't fought any bosses yet. How are they going to end end this game? And I don't know. Do do we do spoiler alerts for this kind of thing? It already happened. If you didn't watch it live, we can watch the VOD if you want to see what we're talking about. Okay. So the way that it ends is they fight the... They they do a bunch of stuff. Then they go back and they do the very first boss of the game. And then they do what's called a wrong warp. And it warps them. It warps them to the final cutscene of the game. So it's a technical, technical end. Any percent end. And yeah, it was just like out of nowhere. They go fight the first boss and then they're like, okay, game over. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> it was fun to be next to Isaac at that moment. It was really good. He's like, there's no way they can finish it in two minutes. There's no way. And then they're like, time. <laughs> it was great. It didn't make any sense. That was beautiful. Ah. That was a fun one too. Yeah. So we had, we had a good, we had a great time. Um, but yeah, those are my favorite, those are my favorite runs. And I'm just going to do a shout out for Legend of Zelda Link to the Past that the community worked extremely hard to unlock at the final second. Yes. Not a game that I could ever speed run uh, the 100% category of because there is so many glitches to keep track of and like locations and off map running and stuff that you have to do. 
it looks cool. It also looks a little sickening sometimes because the textures break every couple of seconds. Um, but it was a cool run. It was worth it was worth the community banding together and uh, donating something like nine ninety thousand dollars in five minutes. It was <laughs> it was amazing. Excuse me. It was amazing stuff. Yeah, it was fun. So now that we've talked about our favorite games, let's talk about um, maybe I guess the structure of this specific awesome game, Stone Quick. Yeah, Maybe. so I, I'm guessing by structure you mean like schedule and how that worked out. Yeah, like like the schedule and stuff because we we have some comments. Now I will say I will I will preface this by saying a lot of people watch AGGQ from all over the world, so. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Eastern time zone here. And so it's like, maybe we're just a little spoiled in the Eastern time zone. Because GDQ is out of the Eastern time zone. Um, yes. So well, like, Summer Games Done Quick is, I think... Sorry, Awesome Games Done Quick is. I think Summer Games Done Quick is normally done um, in the same time zone as like Colorado. I think it's like a Midwestern. Oh. Colorado's mountain. Wh- mountain. Midwest is mountain central. Mountain time. I th- I don't Do know why I think that. Do not confuse Colorado with the Midwest. Pl- no, no, no. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, so no, no. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, I I don't remember. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why summer games hit better because we could watch more games. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I felt like this year I couldn't really watch the games I wanted. Um, we have a backlog of VODs, VODs that we need but to watch. I, I feel like it's so hard for me. The reason we say we have a backlog is because I was like, I'm not going to watch them unless we watch them together. Because that's just, I like the live el- element of it. It's hard for me to sit oh. down and watch a replay of something that was live. Like, I, I don't know. That's just, that's just me. Um, but I do really want to see some. So the biggest one that I was mad about is Mr. Shasta running Kirby Star Allies. Kirby Star Allies is kind of a big game. <laughs> like, people yeah. like it. It's a newer Kirby game. It's on the Switch, so people play it, you know, like, regularly. And Mr. Shasta... Mr. Shasta is also a regular, like, runner... Right. ...of Kirby games. Yes. Uh, or of, of games at GDQ. Yep, and um, Kirby specifically, and he was the one who ran Forgotten Land um, in the Summer Games, which was, like, my one of my absolute favorite runs. It was so freaking fun he's very good he's in like the top five world record for that game anyway so he's a good runner a great runner right and then and then great game game that people know character that people love 2 a.m 2 a.m 2 a.m folks 2 a.m is the slot for like goat simulator power wash simulator honestly goat simulator i think you're mad um, about that one that one was at a 3 a.m slot i think too like I think Goat Simulator is an early morning, but not too early morning slot. Mm-hmm. Like it, it like awful game, silly like game. A, block. Like a seven a.m. Like like seven. Yeah, that's what I personally think because Goat Simulator is fun to watch, and like its yeah. entire thing is it's full of glitches, and I think the glitch showcases are pretty entertaining. Yeah. Like, um, if I'm remembering, I'm just gonna talk about the the start. Of the marathon. So first, they had a extended like thirty minute long skit for which their pre show, like which was funny. It was good, but at a certain point, I expected them to talk about like what AGDQ like actually was, and I think they did like the last three minutes there. <laughs> but uh, they basically previewed the schedule through the 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 window of a D and D game, which was kind of hard to glean information off of, but it was a fun skit. Then they go into Splatoon 3, which, like, 
didn't really have many glitches to showcase. It was just watch someone play a game good and fast. Um, but that was, I mean, that was the first game in Summer Games too. Was um, not Splatoon, but I mean, it was, it was Monster Smasher. Mon- it wasn't Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter. No. Oh. They like had these big colossal monsters, and they would like oh Shadow of the Colossus and stab them. Yeah, so that's that wasn't glitchy. That's true. Okay, yeah, maybe fine. Splatoon three, you can keep your opening <laughs> game, but I don't know. I, <laughs> opening game, and that's just my own bias. To be clear, it's just my own biasy since I'm here for the glitch showcases, effectively. Yeah, <laughs> that they that they made me wait an entire hour for Breath of the Wild with its incredible Switch showcase, or glitch showcase. See, I was glad that it, Breath of the Wild was a little later because we street live-streamed uh, right before it started, and then I had to go to the grocery store or something, and so, and so I was like, I have time real quick oh. while Splatoon happens <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can get back in time for Breath of the Wild. Um, but that's just personal. Yeah, I, I do think it's like, it's got to be a nightmare to schedule it to be to be oh, fair. Like I actually don't understand how they possibly can schedule it with the bonus games because like how do you tell someone and maybe these people are just that dedicated but like you've got a Cuphead player for the first bonus Cuphead game that's scheduled for seven o'clock. I, wh- what's the PDF say for Cuphead's initial schedule? Let's find out. Yeah, so I downloaded a PDF. Um, the day that it started. And what's so fun is that they always get behind, especially when it's online events because they have technical glitches and all this stuff. And so now we we have what they originally thought things would happen as, and then Isaac has how they actually happen. So that's kind of fun for us. Um, All right, so let's see. So it's Cuphead. Cuphead. Thank goodness it's a searchable PDF. All right, Cuphead was at 7.14 p.m. Okay, so Cuphead actually happened at 7.32 p.m. Oh, not too bad. It, not too bad. Only 18 minutes behind schedule. Um, it started... It, so, it is a bonus game. So, the runner was Jason2890. So, do they just say, Jason2890, uh, will you be on standby from, like, 7 o'clock? Because I assume that there is at least 15 minutes of setup time. Will you, like, be on standby and then maybe you won't even play the game? And then so- you have an hour-long thing... Um, and then the all the people after that runner, so then like the Donkey Kong Country three at nine twenty. So do they just say, "Hey, Donkey Kong Country three racers, blue pen forty nine, laugh and chaff." Um, you have to be ready for this to happen at seven thirty two in case Cuphead doesn't get uh the Cuphead goal doesn't get met. But you like, also have to be ready to do it. It at sounds like we should get a guest. We should get a guest on the pod. Uh, from the they're all too big for us. No one. Well, maybe they they do seem say, pretty nice. I, I feel bet like we could. I feel like we could get like someone who works there, not like a like someone who just like helps the scheduling team, right? Yeah, like a like like a volunteer person. I don't yeah, think we like, could get what? Mike Uyama. No, although isn't he stepping down? So yeah, he stepped down. So what's he doing? Come on the pod. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think, I think they they definitely have a, a strategy, and I think they all they we did not win a bonus game this whole time. I think it's pretty rare that they don't make a bonus yeah. game. So I think that there was one during Summer Games Done Quick that did not meet the incentive. No, wait, that was the Pokemon one. That was the one where that... they really fudged it. 
they really yep. pushed it. So sometimes <laughs> when they're very close to meeting an incentive, they're like really buy some time somehow and be like, well, we'll just actually if about ten more minutes. And it's like which okay. as, as long as it as long as it raises money, like cool. Yeah, not a bad thing. But um, so I think I think generally speaking, they know they're gonna go on, but. I think I think it's less stressful for the person who's running the bonus game. It's stressful in the sense that you don't know if you're going to actually run a game, but generally you can assume you will. I think it's more stressful for the person right after them because you're right; they probably have to be on deck just in case, and like yeah. that's kind of annoying. But I think that you know, it usually goes. I was looking at the schedule, and I can't believe neither of us talked about the actual best run, which was Airboat Percent of Portal. Oh. <laughs> The ru- like that like defined this uh, AGDQ I think was the airboat yeah. percent of Portal. Talk about glitches, like which which mm. actually speaking of airboat percent, this this uh, I guess it's technically I'm I'm going off rubric a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this as structure, but um, airboat percent was a funny thing, and then because of it, it became a meme throughout the rest of AGDQ. So for people to, who didn't tune in for airboat percent and tuned in like the day after, all the incentives are like, name this character, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was submitting airboat. And like, if you missed that run, you would have no idea why airboat seems to be such a popular name. And I think the twi- I think that the GDQ announcers, when meme names are like winning or like on the board maybe just explain and be yeah. like hey airboat is a reference to the half-life 2 airboat percent go watch that vod yeah so just just for some more context like incentives to help raise money can include naming uh files or naming characters in games when that's an option um and it's really that's a really fun one that can be super fun i donated for mr rogers to be one of the pokemon's names and i really that was a it was a narrow margin so i like to think i really helped that one out um to win and that's fun but i mean i'm sure there's people from other other countries who don't know who mr rogers is and they're like what's going yep. on with that like you could just say like wow we're so like and the winner's mr rogers named after like a lovely like childhood tv personality from america that's all you have to say but there, there was one for Pokemon Arceus that was winning by a ton, and it was called Kajo Glitch, C-A-J-O Glitch. Um, and we went down a rabbit hole trying to figure this out, and it turned yeah. out it's a French meme of the Snuggle Bear, like the Snuggle Bear from like the early 2000s Snuggle Laundry Detergent cartoons as the um, Cyndaquil Pokemon. We, I feel like we still don't have. We full still don't. Yeah, we that. still don't know that's... why that exists, but we do know that's what it means, and that but French f- French fans really like rose to the occasion and donated for yeah. that. So, but knowing that made us feel better about it winning because we're like, wow, that's actually kind of cool. Like the French gaming community really like teamed up. They wanted this. It's funny to them. It's great. But if we didn't know that, we'd just be kind of like, oh, that's kind of like dumb. Like, what? What even is that? Right? Yeah. So. And that- Honestly, that's kind of how I felt at start at the start. I was like, "This isn't even like a runner's name." I was like, but at the beginning of the deep deep dive, I was like, "Kajo or Kajo glitch." Not even like a runner name. Not even like an actual glitch that I can find. What's the context for this? When I finally found like a French restream tweet about it, that was like, "We French speedrun fans are going to get Kajo glitch as the name," and I was like, "Oh, okay." A clue. And then I, 
And then somebody posted, if you're wondering, this is what the origin is. And it was a picture of Cyndaquil with the Snuggle Bear's face like attached onto it. And uh, then had to research why the Snuggle Bear was Keijo. Yeah, because the Snuggle Bear's name in French is uh, Keijoline. Yeah. Which I don't know why that is. I didn't even know the Snuggle Bear had a name. I don't know if it does. (laughs) Uh, And then so we still don't know why the meme exists. Like they need know your meme in French. (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah it was english this is english privilege in a way like know your meme will tell us anything that's happening in like the western uh english speaking world we'll we'll know all of that but i don't think it has categories i don't think it goes into that kind of stuff we can for, we don't like, have to French think speakers. we can know oh nope Kjo glitch does okay. not come up. I'm gonna look up Kjo lean okay. just in case. Okay, see if like Kjo lean in general no. is somehow a meme. Nope, not on know your meme. Okay, so Kjo lean's not the name of the bear; it's the name of the product. Oh, because if you, I just googled it, and so it's like on the box. It's not called Scuggle. Oh, yeah, no, sorry, yeah, Kjo lean. <laughs> I thought I had it. I don't. No All idea. Right. No idea. If you're French or if you know somehow what's going on, please, please let us know. <laughs> please. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that was one thing where we were like, it would be so nice if they let everyone in on the joke. That would be great. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if they don't do that because, like, they don't know themselves. And I guess I don't really know what the research for that looks like. Like, unless it's an AGDQ-specific meme. Like, airboat percent... And all the references to Airboat afterwards, you can obviously explain. And if it's like deep cut AGDQ lore, like kill the animals, save the animals, which still got referred to a couple times, even though as far as I can tell, they haven't done the Metroid run in a while. Um, they can explain that. Like if they get a, an, a donation that just makes a reference to kill the animals or saving the animals or whatever, then they can be like, oh, we used to run Metroid. Even during like an interview or like in between games or something, just I mostly in between games because during a game you want to give the runners as much attention as possible and only talk during the small gaps where you want to fit as many actual donations as possible. Mm-hmm. But just like a little bit more like letting us know what all these memes we're missing are because we can't be glued to the TV for 168 plus hours. Yeah. Or can we? Or can we? Yeah, well, I mean, despite all that, I do think it was fun, a fun time. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> to be absolutely clear, loved every second of it. So we kind of already talked about incentives, but did you want to talk about prizes at all? Yeah, so the um, normally the prizes do, like, normally there are prizes that catch my eye, and I go, gotta have that. I I didn't feel that the prizes were super good this time around there was some standouts obviously there was like some really good kirby related ones there were some cute kirby ones but oh that i don't know should the the controversial one i don't know enough about it to talk about it. yeah i just know that they 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 did make a tweet and i believe that they pulled the prize there there were some controversial prizes um i would advise if you want to know more about that maybe look for their official statements on it because Mm -hmm. Maybe we're not well-informed enough to talk about it. 
Yeah, I but, would say um, that, yeah, the prizes last year, well, I will say, I, honestly, last year there weren't that many prizes I wanted personally. Well, there was the Turnip Boy pro- plush. That was like the biggest one that I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. Other than that, um, I wasn't that into it. I think, I think the prizes are tough, honestly, because, so basically when you donate, you donate during a prize block. And you could get any, that puts you into a raffle to win any of the prizes available during that block. But I don't know, like, I just know Kirby. And so I could win this, like, <laughs> like something from a game that I've never played in my life. And Kirby just, and Zelda. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the Zelda iconography I don't really recognize or vibe with. That's true. So if it was specifically links to the past, if it was Kapora Gabora the Owl, a little perler of that guy. I'd be like, or, who is this? Wait, you don't, the owl from Link to, uh, sorry, Link's Awakening? Oh, okay. Link's Awakening, I would know. That's what you I meant. Sorry, I said Link's the Past. Mm, I don't know got, that game. Got Link's of the Past on the brain. But, I mean, even yeah. The, even the Triforce, because my first game was Link's Awakening, which is, like, doesn't even, like, it includes that on the shield, yeah. but it doesn't really do anything with it. I had to, I got it for a Christmas tree topper, and I had to Google it to make sure it was, like, Legit. An actual thing. Yeah, no, the Triforce is a thing. Oh, I learned about it. Yeah, and I In was like, Legend wow, Zelda. Link's Awakening is like the only game that doesn't feature it. That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, cool. But yeah, so yeah, so it's, it's like that kind of thing where you don't really know what you're going to get. It's a mixed bag. Um, so that makes it hard to get excited. Like, I think the prizes are nice, but they never really were the reason I was donating. I donated more That's for the true. incentives, like for naming something or getting a bonus game. Um, that was kind of more fun. Actually, here's something to talk about. Incentives. Donating for incentives. I feel like it's easy to not understand how that all works. That's from we were the, talking about yeah, this. From the um, digital perspective, like when you log in to donate, I think it's easy to skip or not understand how to actually get your incentive in. Yeah, and I don't I didn't record hard numbers to be able to prove this or anything, but it seemed like uh like during the big incentive rush to get Link to the Past going, it did seem like the overall number was increasing way faster than the incentive number is. So and what? I'm not sure if anyone would in, would purposefully say I don't want to see Link to the Like maybe I think there we, I are think we a have couple. to I think you have to be a little more clear about what we're talking about. So like we were very close to two million, um, and then the, also the incentive to play Link to the Past was going. So that means people were donating towards playing Link to the Past, um, yes. and they're also donating towards the general. Like you can just donate; you can just donate at any time, just money. You don't have to put it towards anything. But yeah. when you when you log into the donation page, there are you can you can choose to add an incentive, and you can click on the incentives that are currently available, which could be like name a Pokemon, like. Like, fund this bonus game. There's some that you can do multiple incentives at a time, and there's some where you can only choose one um, to put your money towards. And I think the fact that it's an opt-in scenario is kind of odd. Like, I was saying they should have a pop-up or something that's like, do you want to donate to, like, the current bonus game or something that that kind of prompts you? Because when they're when you're very close because it's timed you have a certain amount of time in order to get this this incentive you can get really hyped up and be like i gotta get my donation in and you're typing it up and it's loading and your paypal's loading and you're like i gotta go i gotta go i gotta go um and it's hard to like stop and think and be like wait how do i do this incentive what's going on like i i'm sure there's people who think if they just donate during that time it goes towards 
the incentive, but it doesn't unless you say put this towards the bonus game. Um, so that's what we're talking about. So, re- yeah, in, in my opinion, really what it should be is it should be like a required selection uh, that has no default. And you have to explicitly click none. Like it should have an explicit like checkbox for none. So that if you you do all your stuff, you go to the end of the page, you click submit. And then it says, hey, you're missing a required field. So you go back and you look at it and you say, oh, okay. Do I really not want any of these incentives? Or did I mean to put this towards link to the past or whatever? Because like I honest, I, I, based on the rates that things were climbing, I'm... I, it really seemed like people were donating. Okay. The first and maybe time... they were just donating to hit 2 million and didn't care about Link to the Past and didn't want to see it. Um, so let's just move on. And uh, did we already talk about games that we wished we saw? And We talked no. about that we had a VOD list, but games that we wished we saw? Like wished we saw Run? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so one of my wish list ones was definitely Pokemon Scarlet Violet, but I knew it would probably be too early. Oh, sorry. I meant in the in the sense of like games that happened during the marathon oh. that we haven't oh. been able to watch yet. Okay. I thought you meant like wish list dream stream. But that um. is also a it's also a good question to say games that we wish to watch in the future. So I'm just yeah. going to go out there and say it. PS5 simulator. What the heck is PS5 yes. simulator? I don't, we I'm not looking that. it up. I just want to see the VOD. Yeah. So our VOD list, definitely PS5 simulator, goat simulator. I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I am sad. I will say so like in, uh, in summer, it's the silly block and in winter, it's the awful block, but basically the games that are just like goofy and weird, like, because I, th- I think the summer games actually got delayed way more. Like, then this one's like the turnip boy was literally like four or five hours after it was supposed to be oh, worked out for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause it was at like eight thirty AM and it was supposed to be at 4 AM. Um, so I think that actually worked out for me a lot better. Cause we got to see a lot of the silly, the silly block. Yep. Um, which is this turnip good. boy was during the silly block and it was, instead of being at like 3 AM and 4 AM, it was at like 7 AM. So we we're like, Oh, great. <laughs> Beautiful. And they're just so fun and goofy, and it's it's a fun way to see games that people have just made. And it's very much, like, in the spirit of Make That Game, I think, of, like, these just, like, yeah. random ideas that become games. So, Silly Block more that. so. Yeah. It feels like, yeah. like, uh, Skewsy? Skewsy? Skewsy, that's what I was thinking of. Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> Untitled anyway. Goose Game, but you're a very rude man. <laughs> Yeah, no, we loved it. So I'm going to die if I don't eat sushi game that uh, we need to watch just to find out what the heck it is. Yeah, and again, like I already mentioned, but I feel like so the Kirby Kirby Star Allies was was originally scheduled to be at like 11:50 p.m., which I think is too late, like for a for a for a big name game because it is going to get pushed. You know, it's going to get pushed, and then it ended up at 2 a.m. and like, and then the next day, the like 7 p.m. 8 p.m. slot was like. P.O. P.O. Fever something. It was like yeah. a match three game. And it's like, who knows what that is? No one knows what that hey, is. Puyo Puyo is very um, beloved by the Puyo Puyo fan base. I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. But how I just, it just felt like, like it felt like Kirby Star Allies. And then even Kirby's Adventure like that was like at like 10 a.m. during a work week. Like Yeah. <laughs> That's why it needs to be a national holiday. If it's a national yeah. holiday, you can you can watch everything that you want to watch. 
Guaranteed. So we're definitely going to watch Kirby Star Allies. We're going to watch PS5 Simulator. Um, we're going to watch Puyo Puyo Fever 2 to find no. out if it really did deserve. It deserved the primetime <laughs> slot. Um, God, I feel like there was other ones. Though. Power Wash Simulator. I was in- intrigued by that. Yeah, I might check. We might want to check that one I out. I really want to watch uh, Mega Man 64. I oh, didn't yeah. notice until now that it is actually a race. And Mega Man 64, a.k.a. Mega Man Legends, uh, just a beloved game from my childhood. So I just want to see it broken. The That's... Simpsons hit and run got an 8.30 p- primetime PM slot. <laughs> what? Like, what? Why? Hey, sometimes you just got to. And now, when we... Kirby Air Ride, I would watch just because I love Kirby games. I'm not mad that it was in a weird time, but... I gotta, I gotta figure out how that's speedrunnable because, like Mario Kart, I get it. You can do like big jumps from like one section of race to a much lower section, like just jump off the track, and if you do it perfectly, you land. But Kirby Air Ride, as far as I know, is both a racing game, so you have a set track that you have to do, but also it's like literally on rails, like you are on a star on a rail. So like, I don't know how you can like get shortcuts when you're mm-hmm. stuck on a rail but that's why i gotta watch it right um i don't know i feel like that's pretty much it we hit the we tend to, we were able to watch luckily a lot of the ones we really wanted to watch yeah and everything else is just gravy yeah so that's good so yeah that's gdq a that's gdq, GDQ. a gdq and we'll be back again with more games on quick coverage in the summer for a summer games done quick. Woo! Woo! It's going to be great. I hope that's the one. I'm I'm almost positive. They've got to have a Scarlet Violet run. Oh, man. That's going to be. Yes. The reason I'm so hyped for that is because not only have I played it, and by that time I'll have played it all the way through, but, like, it's it's just, like, so glitchy. It's already, it's just asking for a speed run. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited. Now, let's also, I want to point out, AGDQ or GDQ is not just awesome games done quick in the winter and summer games done quick in the summer. It also has hot fixes. I think basically every night of the week, yeah, you can watch people doing speed Speed runs on Mm -hmm. their hot fix. Um, So check out their website, gamesdonequick.com, for more info on that. And if you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you want to try speedrunning, you can go to speedrun.com and find your game that you like and join their Discord and, and start trying it out. Which, uh, you know, someone in this podcast might have done. Yeah. Been inspired. Won't say who it is. <laughs> you guess, listener. Who do you think? Yeah. Who do you think <laughs> is going to run games and what game do you think they're going to run? Comment Let's on this video. Out. Yes. But yeah, okay, well, that's our show. That's our GDQ wrap-up. We were really excited. We had a great GDQ. And again, looking forward to the summer one. And uh, yeah, that's us. Um, If you see a game out there that you want to run, we encourage you to get out there and And speed run run that that game. game. I put speed in the middle of that one. (laughs)